Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. I have a little uh, activity for us to do to kick off this episode. So instead of our normal preamble... We're going to do a sort of a mid-season, we're one, one week late on mid-season, but whatever, mid-ish season, um, sort of a ranking and look at the rankings. So Josh, this is how this is going to work. I'm going to start at quarterbacks, then do running backs and wide receivers. I'm going to say the top 10 players. Here are the top 10 players, what they're ranking so far at the midway mark. I'm going to then give the rankings you and I assigned them, see how close we were. And then you have a task to complete at the end of this. So you have to pay close attention. So I'm going to give you 10 players in order, right? I'm going to say one. You have to pick two things. The first thing is you have to pick which player in here is going to stay in that exact position by the end of the season. Like you only pick one and you have to pick one who's going to be out of the top 10 by the end of this season. Okay. So do you understand? You've got to pick one player. That is 100% staying in that position. Like you're betting they will stay in that exact position. If they're one, they're one. If they're two, they're two, whatever. And then one player of that top 10, only one, that is going to drop out of the top 10. Well, that's hard, but all right, let's do it. Well, that's... But but this isn't isn't easy here. (laughs) Yeah, this is supposed to be tough. supposed to make you think. Okay? Put your thinking cap on. I'm ready. Uh, Let's do it. Stop relaxing like you've been doing, and let's, let's get going. Okay, so starting with the quarterbacks. So this is currently top 10 using half PPR rankings and also the appropriate amount of points for a touchdown. So this is from basically our league, and this is where the rankings are. So number one, Josh Allen is ranked number one. You had Josh Allen at three, and I had Josh Allen at one. So that's where he is so far. Number two, Jalen Hurts which you had Jalen Hurts at two, and I had Jalen Hurts at three. Number three, it's Justin Herbert. Now, Justin Herbert, we we had a little bit lower on both of our lists. So <laughs> yeah. Justin Herbert, we both had at eight. <laughs> we both had him at eight. Right Nailed now, it. he's three. <laughs> Sam Howell is number four. Sam Howell, for you, Josh, was ranked number 31. And I didn't rank him at all. (laughs) So I win that one. Yay. (laughs) Number five, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, number five. You had Dak Prescott at 10, and I had him at 12. I think you owe Dak Prescott an apology. No, he's not. No, he's he's not a top 10 quarterback. Number six, CJ Stroud is number six. So CJ Stroud, you had 26. I had him at 23. So we, we missed the mark on CJ Stroud so far. Number seven, Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes is the seventh rank so far. You had him at number one. I had him at number two. Suffice it to say the biggest fall for both of us, uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa is number eight. So for Tua, you and I both have it at number nine. So oh, almost close. on the dot so far. Okay, number nine, Lamar Jackson, which for Lamar Jackson... We both had him at number five, and he dropped so far to nine. And number 10, Joshua Dobbs. 
is right now the 10th ranked quarterback. Neither of us ranked him on uh, the season list. So there you go. There's your top 10 so far at a close to the midway mark. Josh Allen, number one. Jalen Hurts, number two. Justin Her- Herbert, number three. Sam Howell, number four. Dak Prescott, number five. CJ Stroud, number six. Patrick Mahomes, number seven. Tua Tagovailoa, number eight. Lamar Jackson, number nine. Josh Dobbs, number 10. So Josh, you can pick one player who you think is going to stay in this exact spot and one player who's going to drop out of this top 10. All right, I'm going to take Sam Howell to stay where he is. Really? At number four? Yep. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to say... Honestly, I think I might say Lamar Jackson falls out of the top 10. Oh, wow. That's not where I thought you were going to go. Okay, you think Jackson, who's currently nine, is going to drop out of the top 10 by the end of the year? I think potentially, yeah. If we keep having games like we've had over the past couple of weeks, yeah. I don't know which one shocks me more. The Jackson saying that you're going to have him drop out or Howell is going to stay <laughs> at, at number four. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, to me, the biggest surprise on this list is obviously Josh Dobbs because we didn't, like, you can't predict what happened there. No. Um, but he's now in a position to get a lot of points because he's on a good team and Jefferson's coming back. So... You know he could stay there, so I, I could I could see that. Okay, though that's so that's the quarterbacks. So you get the concept now. Yeah, you, you yep. have an idea of what's happening. Okay, let's move on to running backs. I will say, we we were I I I think we weren't too far off on those quarterbacks. Like for the most part, we're in at least in the same range, except for like a couple. But we'll we'll see. Okay, going to the running backs. Number one, Christian McCaffrey. You had him ranked number one. I had him ranked number one. So no surprise. <laughs> the so far, so good. So far, so good. He has a 40-point lead on the next person. Number <laughs> number two, Raheem Mosert. So Raheem Mosert, number two. Now, Mosert's, I think, a really interesting case here. Um, he does not get any respect from anyone in the league, including you and me. You had him ranked at 32. I had him ranked at 33. And he's number two so far. Pretty Pretty big drop. Travis yeah. ATN is currently number three. You had him at 16, and I had him at 11. I had him ranked yet, higher than you, and I hate and him. And yet you hate him. <laughs> Absolutely, and I had him ranked higher than you did, and yet both of us, nowhere near it. Number three, Travis ATN. Number four, Brian Robinson. So Brian Robinson, obviously having a really good year for the Commanders. He's ranked number four so far. So in terms of where you and I ranked him, you had him at 30. And I had him at 24. So we're off so far on the running backs. Not not to a great start for us. After no, Christian McCaffrey so has dropped off. Number five, Josh Jacobs. At least this is in somewhat of a similar realm. So Josh Jacobs, you had him ranked number five. And I had him ranked number nine. So, so far you're on the money with Josh Jacobs. Nailed it. Kenneth Walker the third, number six on the list. But number one in some of our hearts. But not yours or mine. Because you had him at 21, I had him at 22. Yet he he's sitting there in that top 10 in that number six position. Number seven, Zach Moss. Who saw that coming? Nope. Zach Moss, definitely not us, because nope. I don't even think he was on either of our lists. 
I don't think so. so. No. So he's not on our list. Unranked. There he is in the top 10, number seven. Number eight, Alvin Kamara. So Alvin Kamara comes back. We weren't, I, both of us were not sure on what was going to happen there. You'd had him at 31 and I had him at 34. So, you know, we, we weren't sure. We weren't sure what's going to happen with him. He's number eight so far. Derrick Henry is number nine, which for Derrick Henry, this is where you and I disagree quite a bit. You had him at eight, so not far off. And I had him at three. And so far, he's number nine. Then number so, 10. So far, it's worked out for me. And number 10, despite his coach hating him, Bijan Robinson is ranked <laughs> currently number 10. You had him at six and I had him at eight. So we both thought he'd be doing slightly better. So far, he's at number 10. So there you go. There's your top 10 right now. Christian McCaffrey, number one. Raheem Mostert, number two. Travis Etienne, number three. Brian Robinson, number four. Josh Jacobs, number five. Kenneth Walker, the third, number six. Zach Moss, number seven. Alan Kamara, number eight. Derek Henry, number nine. And Bijan Robinson, number 10. So Josh, one player to stay in this exact spot by the end and one player to drop out of the top 10. Oh, I think this is pretty easy. It's Christian McCaffrey stays and Zach Moss drops. Yep, I think that's <laughs> I think that's uh, exactly exactly what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean Moss has been replaced. Yeah, so that's probably what's exactly going to happen. And Christian McCaffrey is amazing. So, well, he's a touchdown machine, and he catches the ball, and he does everything. So, there. yeah. Okay, last but certainly not least. We're going to do wide receivers. So we're going to look at the wide receiver list. Lots of injuries here, which is obviously yeah. made our list go completely out of whack. But here are the top 10. Number one, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's number one. You had him ranked four. I had him ranked five. Number two, Keenan Allen. He's number two right now. You had him ranked 14. I had him ranked 16. We didn't even think he was a top 10, and he's number two so far. A.J. Brown is number three for, from the Eagles. You had him at five. I had him at eight. You were at least in the, you were right in the right neighborhood. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> uh, number four, Stefan Diggs, despite the Bills' very difficult season. <laughs> He's currently ranked number four. I had him at two. You had him at six. Our consensus ranking was number four, though. So right now, consensus-wise, we had him in the right spot. Nailed it. Number five, C.D. Lamb, which you had him at number eight. I had him at number six, and right now he's number five. Number six, Jamar Chase. So Chase, you had him ranked number two. I had him ranked number four, and so far he's sitting there at six. Number seven, Amon Ross St. Brown, having a pretty decent season. He's at number seven. You had him at nine. I had him at ten. Number eight, DJ Moore. So DJ Moore, Chicago somehow gets a receiver uh, in the top 10. Um, and I know he's on this list somewhere, but for some reason I'm having a hard time. Oh, there he is. You had him at 26 and I had him at 27. We crushed that. <laughs> we, we completely, I mean, even if you had like, would you have thought DJ Moore was a top 10 at this point? Like I wouldn't have even thought that with the season that they're having. Having no, such a difficult time. It's just because of that one week. Yeah. Yeah. Like 42 can. point week or whatever he had. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh number number nine, Mike Evans from Tampa My Bay. Boy. <laughs> number nine. 
Uh, and uh, in, in terms of Mike Evans, so he's currently ranked number nine. Um, where the heck did we have him? Um, for some reason, all I see on this list is Chris Godwin, but we must have. Oh, there he is. You had <laughs> this is where we really disagreed. You had him ranked at 23, I had him ranked at 40. <laughs> the and disrespect number, is real yeah well i didn't think the quarterback was going to be this good and number 10 puka nakua who wasn't on either of our lists no so there you go there's your top 10 wide receivers right now tyree kill is number one keenan allen is number two aj brown is number three stefan diggs is number four cd lamb is number five jamar chase is number six amon st brown seven dj moore eight Mike Evans, nine, and Puka Nakua, 10. So, Josh, who stays in their exact spot? Who's out of the top 10 by the end of the year? I think I will go with... I think this is a hard one. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Stefan Diggs stays... Okay, Diggs stays at four. And DJ Moore is out of the top ten. And DJ Moore is out. Okay. Okay, so you have selected, and we'll, at the end of the year, we'll take a look. So, so far, you've said that Sam Howell will stay the number four quarterback, and Lamar Jackson is going to be out of the top ten, that Christian McCaffrey is going to stay the number one running back, and Zach Moss is going to be out of the top ten, and that Stefan Diggs will stay the number four wide receiver, and DJ Moore will be out. There you go. That's our mid-season sort of look at where we're at standings-wise. I think these are going to change a lot, personally, because there's oh, some yeah. people coming back from injuries. There's some big things happening. But, uh, yeah, I don't I don't disagree with your point about McCafferty and Moss. I think that's pretty clear. But, man, the wide receiver quarterback situation, I think it's really – it's a mystery to me is what's going to happen. There's some There's been some players playing way better than I thought they would. And I just – I don't think Dobbs is going away anymore. I thought this was going to eventually fall off, but I don't know. Like, I think he might stick around. No, I think he's sticking around too now that he's with Minnesota, 100%. Yeah, if, if he had stayed with Arizona and Murray came back, then yeah, 100%. I think he would have faded off. But now with him coming back, or we're having his third team this year and it's with the Vikings and he's yeah. looked good, I think it's going to be more of the same. Yeah, Jefferson's going to be back. Addison is a very good weapon. So they've got a great tight end. So like they've got three pretty solid receiving options for him. Um, if they can really get that running game figured out, they could still be playing meaningful games and fighting for a playoff spot. And Dobbs has not looked awful in Minnesota. So yeah, I think he. I honestly think he could stick around, and that'll be shocking if he stays around that top ten area. Yeah, I, I was really going back and forth between him and Lamar. And just with what Dobbs has been able to do, and now that he's on a team with even more offensive weapons, I think yeah, he's he's going to stay. And Jackson just keeps having these bad weeks for fantasy. Like, good for yeah. NFL football, but bad for fantasy. So I think he yeah. might drop to, like, like, like by no means do I think he's going to drop a lot, but I think he's going to hit, like, 11, 12. Yeah, and you got to think of like who are the quarterbacks who aren't in here. So like Brock Purdy, Joe is Burrow, like just outside number eleven. Joe Burrow, who's kind of dropped down. Jared Goff, who's like currently ranked thirteen. Who again, if Detroit continues to play well, could do well. Then there's other players like obviously Kirk Cousins is hurt. 
He's like at, I think, 14 or 15 right now. Jordan Love, I don't think you have to worry too much about him. Same with Baker Mayfield, like he's slowing down a little bit. But yeah, like if Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence actually like wake up, <laughs> they they could go on a run in the second half. Goff could do well. Brock Purdy. Like, yeah, I think there's a lot of options to challenge. Like Lamar, even Dobbs, who's near the end there. Um, but yeah, I think that's Sam Howell pick. That's interesting. If there's one thing the commanders can do, it's score. Like this team yeah. can score points every single week. Yeah, there's they're scoring consistently and Sam Howell's doing it through the air. Like it it's working for them for whatever reason. Like nobody expected it to, but it is working. Um and I don't think Brian Robinson is going to stay where he is. Uh, I think he's going to kind of trail off, but I don't know that he'll trail off enough to be out of the top 10. Yeah. Just because uh, Howell's using him in the passing game and he just seems to be scoring touchdowns that way. So I think he's going to keep enough points to stay in the top 10. Yes. I think, yeah. And I think with Moss losing his starting position to Taylor, that to me, that spells the end of, of his run which was good. Like he was playing very, very well, but yeah, I just think at the end of the day, even if they use him a little bit more than they have been as a secondary back, he's not going to be able to stay in the top 10. No, no, definitely not. No. And, and what we've seen so far now that Jonathan Taylor's back to full speed is that he is going to do like 90% of the work, which we expect. Um, so that kind of leaves Zach Moss out in the cold and outside of our top 10. Yep. Yep, I, I, I agree. Um, it's interesting. I mean, and then just quickly to touch upon receivers, I mean, Stefan Diggs, he's really the only bright spot for the Bills right now. They've been pretty atrocious. Um, and he's really the only piece there that seems to be working. You think he'll stay enough to, to stay in that number four position? Yeah, I think so. Just because Josh Allen hyper-targets him. So I don't yeah. think... He- I don't think he'll like, even when the offense is doing bad, he still kind of does good, you know, like, yeah. And Josh Allen is still doing good for fantasy, even with all the ups and downs that they've had. So I, I think his spot is safe. Um, I think Jalen hurts might be able to overtake Josh Allen because their yeah. offense is doing better uh, and more, more consistent. And Jalen hurts gets a lot more of those rushing touchdowns than Joe Burrow does. Like he does get a, one every now and then, but Jalen hurts, it's like a more, routine thing especially with the the push tush or whatever you want to call it (laughs) the brotherly shove the brotherly (laughs) shove yeah whatever you want to call it of its many names um it's like a guaranteed couple of yards for jalen hurts so when they're near the end zone he's the one that gets the first look whereas josh allen isn't necessarily the one who gets the first look or they're looking to do a pass or, or whatever right um so i don't know that josh allen will stay there but i think I think Diggs has a good chance of staying near the top because of how reliant they are on, are on him and their lack of a run game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they fired their offensive coordinator. So I mean, maybe that'll improve. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that run improve. game will finally get better because listen, it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous how they treat their, their running backs. Like there's no room for error. Like they don't, they just decide, oh, you make one mistake, you are out. We're never playing you again. Um, and it's awful. Like, the running game is so atrocious that I just, I don't see how the Bills can think of themselves as a true contender right now. 
I mean, going up against James Cook last week, that kind of worked out well for me. That <laughs> their philosophy. Yes, it worked out. For, <laughs> yes, but in terms of everyone else or anyone who has James Cook or like the Bills in general, like Cook will he? I, we talked about this before. Cook will get a bunch of yards, do really well, and then they get to the red zone and they're like, no, get out of here. Yeah, I, get out. We don't want you anymore. It's awful. Yeah, and I don't know what there is because it's clearly not an issue with running in the end zone because they'll bring in another guy and run. Um, yep. They just don't want Cook to run for some reason. And I don't know if it's like a size thing, like they want a, like a bigger back and he's a smaller guy, or like they don't trust him. I, I'm not sure what the issue is, but it's really weird that they bring in another guy and they'll try to run it two or three times and mm-hmm. it not, not work. And, and just not go back to him. And the few times he's been in the red zone, he scored. Like I watched yeah. every single builds game. He scores when, when he gets in, in the red zone, he gets an opportunities and they just, they won't, they wouldn't go away from it. And I think some of the things quotes I saw as to why they moved on is the, the brass in Buffalo were saying, well, our offense was too predictable. And it's like, yeah, that's a, yeah, it was a problem. The predictability yeah. is a huge issue there. Yeah. If you leave him out on the field, you can run a passing play. You can run a, a run. You can do it. Josh Allen keep like do whatever you want. But if, as soon as you mm-hmm. take him off the field, they know you're not, you're, you're running it. No. Yeah. They, there's no way they know. Okay. We know what they're doing. Um, maybe this change will make a difference. I don't know. Like I think James Cook's down to running back. And he has potential to do really well for them, but they've got to use him more. So maybe mm-hmm. if they do, they, they've got talent. They've got players we've been excited about, but even Gabe Davis has been disappointing. They haven't really had anyone develop at the receiving core other than Diggs. Dalton Kincaid looks really good. Maybe they'll use him more. Like maybe they just needed a new voice in there. But yeah, Buffalo, it's a, it's a nervous situation there for Buffalo. They, they've got to get their act together. Yeah, I think they're going to lean on Kincaid as their secondary receiving option now. Um, yeah, but I but I agree. Yeah, the, with all the weapons that they have, this has been pretty disappointing for both fantasy yeah. and real life. Yes, for both, for both. Because really, aside from Allen and Diggs, if you have a Buffalo Bills player on fantasy, they're not, they're not, they're just flex options. Like they're not in your lineup every single week. Like you just can't trust them. No, no, absolutely not. All right. Well, that is it for our mid-season game. Uh, let's segment. dive in. Let's say it's a segment. Oh, our segment. Some respect. So, here, sorry. Right? Sorry. <laughs> let's uh, let's dive into our week eleven news. So, like you you mentioned, the Bills have fired their offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Their assistant Joe Brady is going to take over play calling. We'll see what that does for their offense. Hopefully it's an improvement or at least a spark for them. Uh, the dolphins have designated Devon a chain to return or a chance, sorry, to return from IR. The Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver Zay Jones, who's currently off with an injury was arrested on a domestic battery charge. So we'll see if that leads to any sort of, um, NFL discipline from him, but he's not playing anyways because he's injured, but uh, that could complicate things later on. And I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe the Jaguars need him because their offense has not been doing very good lately with Ridley and Kirk. So 
I have a, I have a fun, I have a fun Trevor Lawrence uh, stat for you later. Okay. Cause we're going to talk about him in a bit. Um, Deshaun Watson is having season ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. So clearly there was more to that shoulder surgery than we knew. Um, still affecting him. And we went from, he was going to get an MRI on his ankle to the next day. Yeah. He's having season ending surgery on his shoulder. It's been an absolute disaster there with Watson so far. And I mean, I know their defense is strong and everything, but I think the Browns are done. Like I just don't, I don't see them recovering from this this year. No, no. Between Chubb and Watson both going down, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's done. That's the yeah. end of it. Yeah. They've got some other talented players around them, and like I know their running game will probably continue to be a big part of what they do. But even for fantasy's concerned, like not that their receivers and tight ends were, again, like everyday starts, but still you were getting some good things out of Cooper. You were getting a couple like decent weeks here and there. That's going to go away. Like I just I I'm not confident in their backup quarterback situation to say that they're going to be able to to do anything spectacular with the rest of the season. Like I think they're absolutely done. Oh yeah, if you're a Cooper manager, you should be extremely worried because yeah. that was that was the key to you having a good season with Cooper, and it's now gone. Yeah, you're not going to get much with PJ Walker. I had to look no. up his name to remember <laughs> who he was, but yeah, no. Did not look impressive in his game so far. I'm pretty confident they're not even starting Walker this week. Who are they going to start? Who's the other? The the rookie. Um, (laughs) They got a rookie? Hang on. Yeah. Okay, and he played terrible. Uh, He was the one who, like, five minutes before the game, they were like, oh, by the way, you're starting instead of Deshaun. Oh, right, right. Um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to be starting. Right, okay. So... Yeah, even even worse than if PJ Walker was out there. So, yeah, and like, listen, they've 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 won a lot of games. Um, I think they're going to be in tough for the rest of the season to to score. They still have a good defense, and I think they've got a couple decent matchups. Like, I I think they have a bit of a weaker schedule from just looking at it, but that defense isn't going to be enough. I don't, I just don't think this offense can do anything. So I think the Browns season is effectively over. Um, it's too bad because their defense has been playing so strong. They're such a well, like put, seem to be a well put together coach team. But I think that is a they made a bad decision with their quarterback. It's never worked out, or at least it hasn't so far with Watson. He's been injured. There's a lot of off the field stuff that's kind of distracting with him. Uh, with Chubb going down, this is just a lost season for Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, which is too bad because with what they have on the defensive side and what they should have had on the offensive side, they could have made a good run for it this year. Yep, they could have. And they, you know, especially with a, a team like the Bengals not performing up to standard this year, like they, that was a, in that division, that was a good opportunity for them. But uh, I think that even gives more credence to the Bengals saying, okay, great, we're going to take charge here. And the Bengals and the Ravens, I think, will be battling it out. Yeah, and I think the the Bengals are going to end up taking it between the two of them, but I, it will definitely come down to those two. Well, it'll be an interesting Thursday night football game that's already happened by the time people are listening to this. But yeah, by the time <laughs> but... you listen to this, it's already happened. That's right. 
Yeah, and folks, I don't know if I'm I, I don't think I'm playing Jamar Chase. I gotta tell you, I don't think I'm putting him in my lineup. Risky. Risky. It is risky, but I don't like the matchup. I don't like the quick uh turnaround. I don't like the way he's played for the most part. Like I think he's still ailing from a bit of an injury. Um and even with the weekend receiving core with the injuries that they have, I just I just don't like the matchup this week. I think Baltimore has a very difficult defense when everyone's healthy and, and playing well. So I, it might be a game time decision and I'll, and I'll throw them in there, but I'm, uh, I'm hesitant. I got to tell you. All right. Well, your other receiver, Keenan Allen is considered day to day with his shoulder injury. And if he doesn't, if he, if he misses this week and I didn't play chase, I'm going to be real mad. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Thomas is believed to have suffered a significant knee injury. Um, I don't think it's considered season ending from what I originally saw. I don't know if new fresh news has come out on that or not yet. Um, but it was, I, I would say we're going to miss him for the majority of the rest of the season, if not the rest of the season. So uh, he hasn't really been doing much for you anyways on f- for fantasy, so that just gives you a reason to get him off your team, I suppose. Yeah, that's um, that's definitely a situation where I think he hasn't been doing much anyway, so you might as well move on from him because even if it's not season-ending, if he's out for any significant time, I don't think he's going to make a big significant change to your to your roster, throwing him back in there. So, yeah, I think you can probably move on from him. Uh QB Matthew, Matthew Stafford is expected to play in week 11. And Justin Fields is expected to be back in week 11 as well. So we see a couple of offenses coming back to their full strengths. Um, and the Steelers have activated the 21-day practice window for tight end Pat Fryermuth. So we'll see if he comes back. I think the expectation is that he is going to play in week 11, but we'll see how that shakes out. Um, and that is it. There wasn't too many injuries this week. It wasn't so bad. It's about time. Still, still some, but you know, not <laughs> a bunch of big name ones. It's been week after week after week of pretty big injuries, so it's kind of about time to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think the players appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that will do it for our Week 11 news. So just before we get into our Conquerors and Busts, I just want to remind everyone of our Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash conqueredraft, or you can go to conqueredraft.com. We've got a page on there for our Patreon as well. Uh, That gives you additional start-sit options, Thursday night start-sits, waiver wire targets, trade targets. You've only got a week and a bit for trade deadlines in some leagues. Other leagues, it ends this week. Um, and your priority for any questions that you might have for us. We love hearing from you. So if you do have questions for us, you can reach out to us on Discord through our Patreon. You can email us, or you can fill out the form on conqueredraft.com on our podcast page, which we'll get in our email. Or -hmm. you can reach to us on social media through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it. Whatever that is now. Yeah, whatever (laughs) that is now. Um. And uh, we love to hear from you. So please, especially as the playoffs get get closer, if you've got some start-sick questions for us, let us know, and uh, we'll help you out as best as we can. 
Yeah, and if anyone sends in those, we'll do those, you know, right at the beginning. We'll answer your start sits, get you that information because playoffs are coming up. Think about, for most people, four fantasy weeks left, something like that, four-ish. Three to four, yeah, depends on when when they (laughs) start their their playoffs. Yeah, Yeah. so it's getting close. All right, let's dive into our conquerors and busts. We'll start with quarterbacks. So Dak Prescott, the man that Mike hates, coming in at number one, just shy of 46 fantasy points. It's a strong word, but you know, I don't think it is. You you have been I, very disrespectful to Mr. Dak Prescott. I, I think he in fantasy and in reality, I think he's a twelve to fifteen ranked quarterback. Who can have flashes, but when he's up against tough competition, he loses. Hey, I mean he's he's what was he, number five in your game? Yep. So far, yeah. It's halfway. Yeah, hey, listen, there's time. There's time. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's time. There's many weeks, many weeks to go. I don't think he's going to drop down to the twelve. Uh, I don't know. I don't even think there's enough time know. for that. Uh, well, I mean, it, I think there's just enough time. It'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, I think who do they play this week? The Panthers. Like, they'll crush them. Uh, or the Giants. They're playing they, whoever they play this week. They're going to destroy. I think it's Carolina. Um, so they play Carolina this week play Washington next week. That defense is pretty rough. But then, I don't know, Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit to end the season. That's a pretty tough schedule. Like, I know Dallas is a good team, and they might win a lot of those games. But offensively, I think it's going to be tight. I really do. No, I think Dak's got it. I don't know. He looked terrible against the 49ers. Yeah, and then he got 40 something 45 points in like two quarters against the giants so. yeah the giants are terrible come on <laughs> the giants the giants are barely an nfl football team they're a college team come on that's that's true right now there, there's not much going on there <laughs> what, what do the giants have nothing maybe saquon barkley when he's healthy yeah there, there's not much going on there that's that's fair i'll give you that one um justin herbert Came in at number two with 36.4 fantasy points. Sam Howell at number three with 30.1. Brock Purdy, number four, 29.8 points. And Geno Smith with 28.06 fantasy points. And let me tell you, starting Geno last week was stressful. Because (laughs) going into halftime, he had like four points. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was about to ask about, because didn't he have a terrible first half? Um, oh, yeah, it was painful to watch. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, definitely they played well. They came out in that second half. They played well. I mean, if you were going to start him, like last week was the time to do it, right? Like that was a good matchup. Um, and luckily they had a great second half. Or otherwise, you'd be sweating bullets. A hundred percent, yeah. I uh, I probably would have lost if he had not oh, probably. had. If, if he had had... Like his well, first half, if it was, yeah, if that was how it finished, I definitely would have lost my game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so thankfully that worked out for me. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some of the busts. So your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, man. He's not my boy. <laughs> oh, he's your boy. He is. He's your boy. He's aw- Oh, he's having such a terrible season. Just the worst. He had 2.1 fantasy points. Oh awful atrocious this is a starting 
quarterback for most people. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I was lucky. I now have Brock Purdy and I play Brock Purdy, but come on, Trevor Lawrence. Like I didn't think he was going to have a great game, but two points. Come on. Two fantasy points. You know who Jeez. had more fantasy points than Trevor Lawrence? A lot of people on your list here. <laughs> well, everyone on my list here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was last. But I didn't include him on this list. Do you know who had more fantasy points than Trevor Lawrence? Is this the fun fact you were waiting to tell yep, me? Yep. 100%. Okay, what, what is, I don't know who. I'll give you a hint. He's not a quarterback. Who had more than 2.1 points? Yep. Who's not a quarterback? But he had two point one. He had more than two point one points in quarterback scoring. In quarterback scoring, oh, yep. it, it, Taysom Hill. You got it. <laughs> yeah, Taysom I'm trying Hill. to think. Okay, what other players like throw the ball like often or often enough? Okay, yes. Taysom Hill was a better quarterback this week than Josh uh, Trevor Lawrence. Sorry, I believe it. Trevor Lawrence, like on. On any other week, he's been he's been struggling, he, especially with giveaways. He gives the ball away constantly. It's been a big issue for them. And now, like that game against the 49ers, he was atrocious. Like he couldn't do anything. And I think Jacksonville, they, they're supposed to be a you know playoff team, bit of a contender this year. I won't taking a step. Calvin Ridley has not worked out there the way they were hoping he would. And Trevor Lawrence. It was a decent start to the season that has just fallen off. He's had two weeks this year that he's been over 20 points, and he's had too many just stinker weeks. It's been awful. Yep. I I can uh, I can appreciate that from my time when I had Calvin Ridley. Uh, I moved on because I didn't think it was going to get any better, and so far it has not. That was the quickest move on and turnaround, though, that I've ever seen. <laughs> you think you got Calvin Ridley? You had him for one week, and then you were like, "No, I don't want this garbage," and you moved on from him. <laughs> yeah, because I had him for two weeks, and he did okay in the first week, and I was like, "All right." And then he did um, nothing. <laughs> and then he did nothing, and I watched both those games, and I was like, "You know what? I uh, he he did not pass the uh, the old eyeballs here, so I'm not going to leave him behind." Well, and that's what concerns me about Lawrence. It's not just the stats. He's not passing the eye test either because I'm watching. I have been watching a lot of Jags games this year, obviously, because I have Lawrence and and ATN and Kirk and, a, and ATN and Kirk. But I didn't have ATN for forever. Right. Like I that's recent, uh, but I've had Lawrence all season. So I've been watching these games and this offense does not click like it's just it's just not working. He'll, he'll the only like little saving grace has been like obviously ATN's having a good season, but he'll but in terms of passing the ball. Every once in a while, he throws to Kirk in the end zone and gets a touchdown. Like, that's what happens. Kirk will have 13, 14 points because he scored a touchdown. Not because, oh, he's getting like 130 points a game. Like, he'll just score a touchdown. So it's just been, it's it hasn't looked good at all. They, they just are not clicking as, as a unit. And it's been, yeah, it's been pretty bad. Way too many turn, turnovers, too many fumbles, too many interceptions. Yeah, it's not, it has not looked good. Like, it didn't, just like you're saying, it didn't pass the eye test either. No, no, something's something's going on there, and the bye weeks in the past, so I don't know that it's going to change, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Derek Carr had 5.4 fantasy points. Uh, He left with an injury. Uh, Gardner Minshew had 5.6 fantasy points in a terrible game against the Patriots. They somehow still won what was probably one of the most boring games of the week. 
Um, followed up closely by Will Levis with 5.96 fantasy points, who also had a terrible game. Uh, and Kenny Pickett had 6.6 fantasy points. Just all around bad performances. And those are all people that were probably in starting lineups because you, you needed someone with the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully you, because I did have Gardner Minshew in my lineup until like the day before. And then I pivoted to Geno Smith and thank goodness that I did. Cause, yeah, because that would have been disastrous. He had an awful game. Yeah, that is a 23-point difference. Um, so thank, thank goodness I uh, trusted my gut on that one. And right at running back, Jameer Gibbs finished at number one this week with 24.7 fantasy points. So I was playing against him. That sucked when it was first happening. Um, was not enjoying all the, the touchdowns he was getting. I was super happy that it was David Montgomery who got that giant touchdown run instead of Gibbs. <laughs> um, Brian Robinson, 24.7 fantasy points. Devin Singletary had 22.6. Uh, interesting to see what happens with Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce once Damian Pierce is back. Uh, Austin Eckler, 19.5 fantasy points. And Kenneth Walker, 19.2 fantasy points. Some busts. We had Zach Moss and Justice Hill, who both did not get a single, who did not break one fantasy point. Miles Sanders had two fantasy points. Derrick Henry had 2.5. And Dalvin Cook had 2.6. So that's a bad week for Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. And it's very clear that they're, they're moving away from using Miles Sanders. Like he's yeah. just not part of their offensive plan right now. It's not very effective. Uh, yeah, definitely not a good look for him either. Yeah, that is definitely faded. Whatever they had going on there, it's it's done. Um, some wide receiver conquerors. We had Keenan Allen, 35 fantasy points. C.D. Lamb with 34. Brandon Cooks with 27.8. So it was a good week to start your uh, good week to start your Cowboys receivers. Amon Ross St. Brown, 26.5 fantasy points, and Mike Evans, 23.3 fantasy points. He could have had a, a better day if he hadn't dropped an easy catch in the end zone, but it's fine. Whatever. Uh, Michael Thomas led our bust category with 1.4 fantasy points. Now, like we said, uh, he did leave with an injury. Curtis Samuel, 1.6 fantasy points. Deontay Johnson, 2.2 fantasy points. Hard to do better than that when your quarterback is only getting six fantasy points. Uh, Calvin Ridley, three fantasy points. So he outscored his quarterback. So that's what's going on in Jacksonville. Yep, that's something. <laughs> and Jacoby Myers had 3.1. Our tight end conquerors, we had TJ Hawkinson at just shy of 25 points. George Kittle had a good week with 19 points. Trey McBride seems to be the go-to guy for Arizona. He's at 17.1 fantasy points. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, 13.6, and Jake Ferguson at 10.6. He's another one who seems to be a bit of a go-to for his team. Some busts at tight end. We had Jonu Smith, less than one fantasy point. Irv Smith Jr. just broke one fantasy point. Kate Otten had a down week, only two points. Hayden Hurst had 2.4, and Hunter Henry had 3.6. So again, with bye weeks, those are probably some names that you had to fire up, and Mm. hopefully... You picked, uh, hopefully you were able to get one of those rookies or sophomore players who 
are having a bit of a breakout towards the end of the season rather than praying for the Johnny Smith part of the Falcons offense. Yeah, I mean, on if like in all honesty, if I could get rid of uh, bye weeks, I would. I <laughs> I, I absolutely hate bye weeks. Absolutely hate them. Yeah, that's. I just don't know why they put so. Like, why do you need to have three or four teams on a bye week at the same time? Like, just yeah, you think you could spread it out? Yeah, and then it could be like two two teams per. Yeah, and just keep it going can, throughout the season. Yeah, you can live off two teams. Like that's fine. Yeah. When you have like four teams, especially depending on who they are, like, like, so there are weeks when I'm looking at the lineup and I'm like, oh, I have five players out yeah, <laughs> who are normally on four different teams. And it doesn't matter that I have all these, but, but just because the bye weeks are the same, like it, it can really, like, you're right. Like this was one of those weeks where a lot of, you're playing a lot of backup players through these, like this middle period of the season. And the, I, if I could get rid of bye weeks, I'd a hundred percent do it or space them out at least. <laughs> Yeah, they just need to do a better job of spacing that out. This is getting a little crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, this is the only sport in the world that you play once a week and then still need to take a week off in between. Like every other sport, like <laughs> you're playing back-to-back games, you're playing four or five times a week. But football, no, no, no. We got to take a whole week off. And then I get there are some early games, your Thursday night games. But I, if I, I would get rid of Thursdays and do like a Saturday afternoon game, a full Sunday slate, and a Monday night game. And keep everything on to the weekends, give them consistent days off, and then just spread out bye weeks throughout the season. Each week, there's going to be two teams that are on their bye week as opposed to four. Like, that would be so much better. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they got to sort it out and just plan it better. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive into our starts and sits for the week. I have got for my quarterback start of the week, CJ Stroud. He's been doing amazing over the past few weeks. Um, Like he had a bit of a lull throughout the season. Otherwise he's been pretty on fire for the majority of the season, Um, but especially over the past few weeks. And this week they're going up against the Cardinals who have a bit more pep in their step now that Kyler Murray's back. So I think that the Texans will have to keep their high scoring ways going. And the Cardinals defense is terrible, quite frankly. So I think CJ Stroud's going to have a good week. Yeah, that's 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 a terrible defense in Arizona. So yeah, I I think that's going to be a good chance for them to score. My QB start this week is Sam Howell, coming off a really great week against Seattle. If he can do that against Seattle, he can definitely do it against the New York Giants. The Giants, as I already mentioned earlier, they're a college football team, and I think Sam Howell, even though their defense isn't great, they traded away a lot of defensive pieces. They're not winning a heck of a lot of games. You know what's keeping them afloat? They're amazing offense. So Sam Howell is going to score some points through the air. It's going to be a good week for him. All right. And who do you got for a sit this week? Well, my sit is Matthew Stafford. I know he's coming back. And sometimes you think, oh, a player coming back, like coming back from injury, this might be like a good opportunity here. He's an older player. You don't know how they're going to respond to an injury, how much they're going to be running the football how much they might think they want to protect him, do like shorter, you know, higher percentage passes, things that they they don't really push the ball downfield too, too much. Because they've got Cooper Cup, because they've got Puka Nakua, they've got these guys who are like really good at yak yards. I really think they might be like, okay, let's do some extra hands off. Let's protect him a little bit, keep him in the pocket. Um, Seattle, up and down defensively, but they're generally a good defensive team. I think this is going to be a really tough matchup for Matthew Stafford. And I don't even know how long he lasts 
with his age coming back from injury. He was on a downward spiral after a decent start to the season. Um, I think that you can sit Matthew Stafford if you've got another option to throw in at quarterback. All right. And I'm saying to sit Baker Mayfield this week at quarterback because they're going up against the San Francisco 49ers. And um, that's usually not a good time, but we especially saw that last week with Trevor Lawrence. And (laughs) I I think him and Baker are on like an equivalent playing field, you know, like in terms of their talent. Uh, Baker Mayfield's just been... (laughs) Honestly, I think Baker Mayfield's played better than Trevor Lawrence so far. Well, he has. Um, He has. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm expecting it to be hopefully not as bad of a situation as what Trevor Lawrence just went through, but not a good time for Baker Mayfield anyways. Um, so I would leave him on your bench this week. San Francisco added a big piece to their defense before the trade deadline. They lost three games in a row, went on a bye week, came back and destroyed Jacksonville. I think they're, I, I agree with you. Like, I think they're going to be looking to embarrass Tampa Bay as well. Like they're, I think they're looking at the three losses they had in Rome. Like never again, we're gonna we're gonna shut teams down. So yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good one. Uh, do you want me to go right into my start? For, go for it. Where the heck are we? Running backs. Running backs. I'm gonna start Brian Robinson. Go back to that game. My Mike's game of the week. Uh, I think that this is another really good opportunity for Robinson to have a fantastic week. I do agree with you, Josh. I don't think he's going to stay up where he's, I think he's going to drop a little bit. Um, But again, what he did against Seattle, they can repeat that against the giants. The giants can't stop the run. The giants can't stop anything. They can't do, they can't do anything on defense. So I think that uh, the giants are going to get crushed here. And Robinson's going to be a big part of that. I think he's a good solid start this week at running back. And my start of the week this week is Jameer Gibbs. Going up against the Bears, we saw last week that he, even with the return of Dave Montgomery, he was still heavily involved. Uh, I think he even outsnapped Dave Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And he was getting goal line carries, which he hadn't been getting in before. So clearly he's becoming a much more prominent role in this offense. And in this matchup, I think they're going to have plenty of rushing opportunities. So I'd say if you have Jameer Gibbs on your team, fire him up. If you have Dave yeah. Montgomery, you can also start him, but... I'm I'm focusing on Gibbs this week. Yeah, they're obviously going to use them both, but Gibbs like had a fantastic week last week, and again, like they the Chargers don't have a great defense, but it's still like decent. And Chicago's been so hit and miss this year. Like I I really think you're going to see the same thing. Like the Lions are going to just want to pound the ball and run the ball and and take Chicago out. And I think they'll use both running backs for sure. Yeah, absolutely. My sit of the week at running back is Saquon Barkley because he's going up against Washington. And quite honestly, that that makes no difference who they're going up against because they're just terrible now with the injuries they've suffered. Uh, And defenses know he's going to run the ball and they're going to stop it. And we're going to see a repeat of what we saw last week, probably every week. He also missed practice (laughs) on Wednesday. I don't, again, by the time this comes up, he missed practice on Wednesday. That's not a good sign. Yeah, honestly, like if I was that much, like screw it, my leg is sore, can't can't play. Sorry, coach. Yeah, I'm he's on my team. Make a I'm business decision him. at this point. <laughs> yeah, I I would be too. Absolutely. I'm I'm very concerned about him, and I'm concerned about this week. And yeah, it's a tough decision. Um, yep. My sit is James Cook. I I think that it it's a mistake 
And it's one of those traps to throw Cook in there just because the Bills made a big change uh, at offensive coordinator. It takes a couple of weeks to change philosophies and playbooks here. That's why you have an actual um, training camp. So I don't think there's going to be a turnaround right off the bat. I think the Bills are still going to be looking to run to, to throw the ball quite a bit. I'm sure they'll try to establish him, but it's clear they're using multiple running backs here. Uh, they've they've got different options. They're going to continue to use them. I think Cook's, Cook could be in a lot of trouble this week against the New York Jet team that can stop the run. They're pretty good. And last time that they they played the Bills, they crush them defensively so this may be a must win for the bills but i don't think you should be counting on james cook this week no i i wouldn't be counting on him until i saw something different from the bills yeah oh definitely my wide receiver start of the week dj Moore. uh they're going up against the lions i think they're, they're going to have to throw because you can't run against the lions and with Justin Fields potentially coming back, we might be able to see a bit of a reconnection there between Fields and Moore, enough to make him worthwhile to start this week. Uh, my wide receiver start is Terry McLaren. McLaren. Um, I have no respect for the New York Giants. None whatsoever. <laughs> McLaren will get 90 yards and two touchdowns. I have no respect for the New York Giants. All right. You heard it here first. 90 yards, two touchdowns. 90 yards, two touchdowns. All right. My wide receiver sit of the week is DK Metcalf. Um, I I didn't like what I was seeing from Seahawks offense last week against the Commanders, which was arguably the easiest matchup in the NFL for passing right now. They struggled for a full half. Uh, Metcalf, I don't, I don't think Metcalf got into the end zone. He did okay last week, but he didn't score a touchdown again in – one of the easiest matchups of the week. And mm. I think there's a chance that this Rams defense might give them some, some issues like we saw a few weeks ago. So I'm going to say sit DK Metcalf this week. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. I think that's a, that's exactly what's going to happen there. I think, I think that offense, it's going to be a little unpredictable. It's going to be a tough one for them this week. Um, okay. My sit is Adam Thielen up against a tough Tough Dallas team. I know Thielen has been kind of the feel-good story this year. He had such a great start the season. Since coming back from their bye week, he hasn't looked good. Like the no, team's been no. not great. They finally got their win, but he hasn't been the same. Like it's as if you know, being he got out of routine or something, and then dropped off. Like I, he's been awful the past couple of weeks. I think Adam Thielen, especially against Dallas, that's going to be too tough. Yeah, I. I don't know what's going on there with Thielen, but he's dropped off a cliff. So I, I fully was agree the with bye you. Week. Like the bye week, it's like it got him out of rhythm or something. And he took mm-hmm. the time off when he shouldn't have. Yeah. And who have you got for tight ends? So for my tight end start this week, um, I'm going with Dalton Kincaid. Um, I think the Bills will try to utilize him. He, he emerged as a bit of a bright spot last week in an otherwise dreary loss. I do agree with you that I think he's going to become the Bills' number two receiving option. Um, they're really going to want to use him. They drafted him for just this. He looks kind of like a mix of a tight end and a wide receiver, so I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid. All right, and I'm going to go with Trey McBride as my start of the week, uh, primarily because of the matchup that they're going up against and with what I saw last week with how much uh, Kyler Murray was still willing to target him. Uh, Josh Dobbs is willing to target him a lot, and now Murray's doing the same. So it seems like he's kind of become the number two guy behind um, Marquise Brown. 
and it's working out well for him. Like they went to him in like a clutch situation last week to try to get the win. So he clearly has Kyler's trust and I think he's going to have another good week this week. Uh, my tight end sit for this week is Gerard Everett. I think that the Chargers have proven that even when things are going well for them, they want to use a two tight end system. Donald Parham takes away a lot of good opportunities for Everett to get touchdowns. Um, I know the Green Bay looks like a good matchup. I do expect the Chargers to play well. Um, if like someone like Keenan Allen's healthy, I'm playing him in there. But I think the tight end situation, it's just too unknown. Both tight ends are also questionable going into this week, so that might change things for me a little bit if he doesn't play. But between him and Donald Parham, I think there's a bit of a shared role there. So I say sit Everett. All right, and I've got Michael Mayer of the Las Vegas Raiders as my sit at tight end. They're going up against the Dolphins, so they will need to put a lot of points up. But unfortunately, the Dolphins defense has kind of come alive the past couple of weeks. And they're going with Aiden O'Connell. I think they're going to have just a rough time trying to score points this week. Uh, probably focus more on using Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. You know, they're superstars. And I think Michael Mayer is just going to fall to the wayside this week. So I have him as my sit. There you go. All right, everyone. That... matchups this week, I'll tell you. There uh, are some great, good matchups. Great matchups this week. This is going to be a really uh, good week. I think you're, really you're cool excited matchups. for it. I am. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to watch much football last week. I had to record things and, and catch up. So I'm really excited to just sit down, chill and uh, continue to, well, continue to disappear into nothingness, but while watching football. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that will do it for our week 11 starts and sits. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Take care and stay safe.